Welcome to Season 6 of American Political History, The Institution of Slavery, Barbary Corsairs. Besides the purchasing of slaves from Europeans, the Arab Empire and then the Ottoman Empire had their own professional slavers. They were called the Barbary Corsairs. Referred to by Europeans as the Barbary Pirates, they would be a nightmare of Europeans for centuries. After they were conquered by the Arabs, they operated as an autonomous province and vassal state. We have referred to vassal states before, but the Barbary Corsairs were not bled of their resources by their conquerors. They were instead encouraged to use their own resources to raid Christians. This was done so that the Ottomans had a certain amount of plausible deniability to the actions of their vassals. We're really trying to control them. The Barbary Corsairs acted like a naval special forces for the Ottoman Empire. Sometimes they probed the enemy's strengths in advance of an invasion. Or they raided the coasts of Ireland, England, France, Spain, Italy. Or as they just roamed the oceans, they captured any European vessel that crossed their path. In the early 17th century, the Barbary Corsairs terrorized much of the Mediterranean, capturing European ships as they tried to pass through the opening at Gibraltar. But just like the English Corsairs, like Captain Drake, they were in it for the money, and were just as happy to sell the captives back to Europe as sell them to the Ottomans. After all, there was a market price in Constantinople for a healthy slave, but if a desperate family relation was willing to pay, say, more than market price? A new trade developed. The Barbary Corsairs would capture Europeans and offer to sell them back. If they captured someone that didn't have the wealthiest relatives, then they still could just sell them to the Ottomans and make a profit. There was even a Catholic religious order formed that begged for money with the purpose of buying back Christians from those dastardly Barbary pirates. The Barbary Corsairs served another important purpose. When the Ottoman Empire went to war with European powers, that shut them off from the European slave markets. But they could then fully unleash the Barbary Corsairs upon Europeans. This supply of slaves was vital to the Ottoman navy as it was powered by galley slaves. In 1571, at the Battle of Lepento, 400 oared ships fought between the Ottomans and the Spanish and Italian city-states. After the battle, 12,000 Christian slaves who rode for the Ottomans were freed from their life as galley slaves. The galley slave was permanently chained into their seats at the bottom of the vessel in a rowing teams. The Ottoman ships had so many slaves on their ships that the only way to prevent a revolt the moment they set sail from their ports, was to chain all of the slaves into their seats. What if the boat sinks, you ask? At this point, you should know the answer of a slave's fate. And when I say chained permanently to their seats of the ships, I mean 24-7. It was common that the row pit of an Ottoman vessel could be smelled a mile away. Imagine a few hundred men chained into position for months to years at a time, never let out of their seats. They spent their lives ankle-deep in their own human waste, rowing at the bottom of a boat. So in times of war, if the Ottomans got cut off from slaves, their very ships would stop moving. 
In the 17th century, the Barbary Corsairs began to leave the Mediterranean, which they had dominated for so long. They looked to the English coast, ships fat with cargo from the New World. Those ships and their English ports were lightly defended and easy to raid. During King James I's reign, who we've discussed, the navy was neglected. The once proud navy that had defeated the Spanish Armada was not even able to protect itself from Barbary Corsairs raiding hundreds of miles from their home ports. For 50 years, they would be the terror coming out of the ocean mists to raid the English coast, arriving from nowhere, seizing ships and then people from the towns, and those poor souls would be taken back to Tripoli, sold into slavery, and never heard from again, unless they had a wealthy patron. Between 1609 and 1616, the Barbary Corsairs captured 446 English vessels. The navy had proved such little resistance that in 1625, the Barbary Corsairs landed at Mounts Bay, Cornwall, and captured the entire town of 60 people, huddled inside of their church. Later that year, the mayor of Plymouth, England, wrote to the crown desperately asking for help, saying that in 10 days, the Barbary Corsairs had captured 27 ships with 200 souls on board. These assaults by the Barbary Corsairs was a prelude to the continued Ottoman expansion into the Balkans and Russia. They were sent to test the Europeans' ability to respond to raids in their territory. And it was not just England that they raided. They also raided Spain, France, and Dutch coasts. And the Barbary Corsairs would appear year after year as if nothing could stop them. In 1631, Baltimore, Ireland was raided. 89 women and children and 20 men were taken. The town never recovered. By the spring of 1636, it was reported that they had captured 36 ships that winter off the coast of England. England would be vulnerable for generations to the Barbary pirates appearing and slaving and disappearing with their faster ships. And those poor souls that were captured were destined to end up as galley slaves, concubines, or seamstresses. King Charles I refused to pay the ransom of those poor souls, on the grounds that paying them off would only encourage them, the Barbary pirates, to continue to capture more Englishmen. The Barbary Corsairs would also often attack ships sailing for North America, waiting until they were out of sight of English land, then tracking them down and capturing them. It was especially easy since no one expected these ships for weeks. They wouldn't even give away their location by capturing them. The European powers also struggled to address this issue because the whole continent was engaged in the Thirty Years' War. A loss of a few thousand souls a year to the Barbary pirates was nothing when compared to the millions dying on the battlefields of Europe. Another oddity is that this Barbary pirate issue indirectly inflamed the English Civil War. One of the resentments Parliament had toward King Charles I was that he kept using the ship money tax, which was intended to tax coastal regions for funding the navy. But King Charles kept sending those taxes to other purposes than building the navy. And then, when he did finally start building a navy, it was so he could secretly form an alliance with Catholic Spain. After the Civil War, Cromwell appointed Robert Blake, who would become known as the father of the Royal Navy. In 1655, England sent an expedition to sack the Barbary coast in the Mediterranean. This was part of three distinct goals. 
first established that the Mediterranean was within the English naval sphere of influence. This was done to the consternation of Spain and the Italian city-states. Second, it showed that despite this civil war, England was still a strong power. And lastly, it was a retaliatory strike to the Ottomans. The English would make the Ottomans pay for their pirates, who they claimed were not under their control. After this voyage to the Mediterranean, and much threatening, the Barbary Corsairs simply paused for a few years and then returned to harassing English ships. In 1675, King Charles II, now on the restored throne, sent a squadron of warships to bombard Tripoli. Under this bombardment, the differing rulers of the Barbary coast agreed once again to stop attacking English ships. In 1681, the French navy would bombard the port of Algiers to punish the Barbary Corsairs for attacking and enslaving their people. And again in 1683, and again in 1688. The issue of the Barbary pirates would hassle Christians of all nations until the United States put an end to it all. But I've gotten ahead of myself there. We'll get to that story. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Political History. If you want to support the show, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating. And share the show with someone you think would enjoy listening. Thank you again, and until next time.